Jose Ponte, academic advisor in the School of Business of the Office of Undergraduate Advising in Stores. And this is Kayla Hogreaves, assistant director for the Office of Undergraduate Advising School of Business at UConn Hartford. Today we have a pretty cool episode for you where we're going to speak with Kelly Kennedy, who is the Director of Transformative Learning here in the Undergraduate Programs Office for the School of Business. And you'll also hear an interview with a current UConn business student named Jacob Shambal, who explains his experience working as an intern, actually, for the School of Business and how he was able to build his skill set through that experience. And you'll also finally hear from a student named Alyssa and an alum named Jessica as they describe their experiences and what they learned through their Parker Dewey micro internships. So in part of the conversations that we've had with Kelly and what you're going to hear from these students as well is the importance of the different types of engagement that you can have as a student um, outside of the traditional nine to five internship. Um, you're, you're really going to have uh, these these experiences we're talking about where you can go through case compositions and get real practical experience where you're going to listen from these micro internships that are again, not that traditional nine to five. You're going to hear from the, you know, we have the ability to join student organizations where you're going to hear from the experiences of upperclassmen, where you're going to hear from alumni and guest speakers that are telling you how they've made their path to success so that you can start to think about your own paths to success and what you want to be able to do. So again, this engagement and this ability to gain experience experience outside of a traditional internship is there for you, especially in this new online format that we're kind of getting used to, where we're going to be able to have more opportunities for these kinds of experiences because we can do them remotely, because we can do them at our own pace, at our own time. So, you know, look for those key aspects where you can hear these students and their uh, opportunities going forward. Yeah. And I think just to build off of that too, Jose, I, I hope students keep in mind that it's about finding your passion. Like we talked a lot of, about that in the find your Yukon episode, but you know, find what makes you tick and what drives you and, and engage in those areas. And that's how you're going to build your skills and end up doing things that you really love as opposed maybe to like doing a, a check off a checklist of like join this business organization and have this internship and do this case competition. Like maybe you're super interested in entrepreneurship, but you um, like love to be outdoors and doing outdoor sports and stuff. And maybe your engagement is going to come in the form of being uh, an executive board member of the outing club, for example. And that's not necessarily typically what you think of when you think about engaging and in, in for school of business students, but that's, what's going to set you apart as like a job applicant or a grad school applicant and really help you form your niche and form your career. It's one of the conversations that I often have with students when we're talking about minors as well, right? Where when you're thinking about minors, don't feel like you have to stay within the school of business. What matters is feel like it's you're adding value to your degree. And the same goes for these kinds of experiences. You, you want to find that added value that you're going to bring back. So when whether it's going through these uh, micro internships, whether it's gaining through these student organizations, one of the clubs that I'm hearing more and more often for, for about this from this semester is the business golf club. That's great that these students are having this interest where they're, they're finding this, this common interest that they have, they can go on the golf course and discuss business, di discuss business, right? And go through these different things, which is actually going to happen in the real world, right? And so yeah. understanding that you can have and start these conversations, get to know this networking process, which is really important as well as through all these kind of processes and understandings as well. 
Yeah. So we hope you find this episode interesting and helpful. Uh, our goal is always to give students some takeaways and some, some key action steps that they can take. And um, so you'll hear, like we said, you'll hear from Kelly Kennedy. You're going to hear from two students share their experiences with um, those Parker Dewey micro internships that Jose mentioned a couple times. And we'll include the link to more information about those micro internships in the episode notes as well, because it's really a new and exciting opportunity for students students that is just another great way to build your skill set and become more employable. Please begin by giving us your name, your job title here at UConn, and what you do for us. Oh, hello, Kelly Kennedy, and I'm the Associate Director of Professional Development and Outreach, and I handle all the career education for the business schools all on four campuses. I also do a lot of work with um, industry immersion programming and experiential learning. So I think perhaps that's why this conversation is so meaningful to me in regards to seeing students develop um, in certain ways out in and out of the classroom. Kelly, what, what does it mean to, you, you know, you mentioned developing in and out of the classroom. So what exactly does that mean? And what does it mean to build a skill set outside of class? That's a really great question, Kayla. Uh, if you unpack that a little bit, let's just go back. Uh, let's just take a look at how, what we're working towards here, right? So we're looking towards working in the workplace, being part of either nonprofits or companies and that type of thing. As you start to look at an internship description or if you look at a full-time job description, you're going to see if you sort of strip away the title the salary, the hours. If you strip away all of that, what do you have left? You have a skill set, right? So you look at what's a required skill set, what's a recommended skill set, some of the things that they're looking for, maybe a bachelor's degree. All of these things really come down to skills. Um, I know when I'm teaching the 3005 class, that's one of the first things I say. It's all about the skills because we could certainly have a great conversation about how job titles have changed over the last 10 years. I know like data analytics is now in everybody's job. Yeah. Uh, there are certain skill sets that um, we haven't even thought of yet. So whoever thought there would be a director of COVID that just never would have happened. So skill sets are going to pop up and you as an individual should always be aware of your skills, your strengths, your weaknesses, things you're hoping to develop um, it's all about the skills. So if you look at job titles and you say, I'm really not sure what I want to do, I would say to develop those skills you feel are really great at and those that you think you need to work on. And even some that you're you know, unsure of. So there might be some skills like um, decision-making or customer service that you do really, really well. But maybe negotiation is something you have to work on because that's certainly a skill, as we know, working in the workplace, that's a very good skill to have. Um, and these are the things that you may or may not put on your resume, but there's certainly things that will allow you to have that breadth and depth of the conversation when you're talking to a company, when you're deciding what's next for you, because you'll see every internship, the word says internship. And if you look at that, sort of that's an entry level job, if you look at it, right? The skill sets are similar. So you may work in finance or you may work in marketing, but the skill sets around communication, 
You bet. That's that's there in both places. So when you start to sort of almost, um, I call it like a red line. If you start to see this almost like a pattern of things that uh, you're reading about and thinking about in terms of your industry, and they do not have to be attached to your major at all. So be be aware of that. I know I'm 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 doing a workshop soon about breaking up with your major. So it's <laughs> it's important to for the seniors to know that you're not necessarily tied to your major. Your major is actually tied to skills. Yeah. So if you look at it like that, you know, those accounting majors have certain skills around math, um, you know, that type of accountability. And maybe those students could develop some other school skills in communication, in public speaking, many different ways to expand themselves as a business professional, because that's really what it's about. Sometimes I'll look at a student, maybe like a first or second year student's resume. And I think sometimes students confuse like, personality characteristics with skills. So could you just like define or maybe give examples of the differences between those two sets of of things? Yeah, so so that's really great to say, Kayla, because personality is certainly something that is innate, you're born with, right? So, you know, people might say, oh, you're kind or considerate. Um, those do play in an emotional intelligence way in the in in the workplace. Certainly, everyone likes to work with someone who's kind. Uh, but I think that when you're addressing the word skills, you want to look at ways in which you have developed that have proof in the workplace. So if you're looking at adaptability or active listening or accountability, um, organizational skills, that's a really good one, right? Language skills, people forget that they speak a couple of different languages. And that is so important right now in a diverse community to be able, sometimes that's the first thing they're looking for. So we wanna get away from qualities Um, which are more personal. Um, And you certainly could Google a list of qualities and then also Google a list of skill sets that are pertaining to the workplace. So I always, when a student gives me an example of something that they feel that they are, you know, I usually look at it, is it a feeling? Is it a personal thing? What impact does it have in a daily work environment? So those are the questions that you want to ask because there are some that sort of um, overlap a little bit. Yeah. So I, I can already tell you that I love how this conversation is going because it just it brings me back to a lot of the things that I already discussed with a lot of my students. And so I just want to kind of keep going on in this skill set uh, area just for a moment and just talk about how, you know, one of the things that I talk about with students is as they're kind of pursuing what kind of minors they want to do or just electives they want to do, they, they kind of think about what skill sets that they can take from those specific majors and minors, right? And so, you know, I had a finance student that did a drama minor because he wanted to improve his public speaking okay. engagement, right? Okay. I've had marketing majors do chemistry minors because they want to get into pharmaceutical sales, right? So it's just finding that niche and how it's going to add value to that degree and that skill set more than anything else. So I, I love, love that. Thank you. I think, you know, you've really done a great job of kind of covering the importance of these skill sets more than anything else. But what I kind of want to bring us back to is this internship talk that we've been talking about. And so we hear a lot about how internships are really the the best or primary way students kind of build their skill sets outside of class. So what what are other opportunities to build experiences outside of what we would call a traditional internship? 
So I think you really hit upon some really incredible things. And I think one thing I do want to mention here is that often students feel they can't answer that question about the skill sets. They're not sure what those skill sets are. And I think I want to make sure they have an understanding of reaching out to what their intended goals are. Okay, so that will be a way for you to mirror back to see what you're doing on campus is actually mirroring where you're headed. So I'll give you an example of that is for our finance majors, analytical skills is really important. Maybe you can gain that within a case competition or perhaps a leadership position at the finance society. So there are multiple ways in which you can gain access to things that you're hoping for in the future because you know that that industry is looking for that skill. How do I know that? There's a great website called ONET Online, and you can look up any profession and it will give you an entire information overload of a particular area, an industry or position. So for example, if you looked up manager, marketing manager, it's going to show you all of the skills that in an idealistic marketing manager, and of course, idealistic is a big word there, that would, would be interested in covering. So what you're saying is, is that the marketing world is interested in knowing what young professionals have in these areas, communication, public speaking, you mentioned a couple of them right there. So you're going to look at your world, what's in your dance space here, that you can sort of tie it to your future. So many of the times that I've come to orientation and I've spoken to freshmen and I always say, think about your future. I mean, of course, you're here to have fun, meet people, you know, engage. You shouldn't be looking at every experience like what is this going to lead me to? Because we don't want to we, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> take all the joy away from college. It's not all goal oriented. Sometimes it's just fun. Right. But the, the idea is, is having that mindset or doing a little research on what's possible for you. If I've read an internship description or a uh, or a full time position, even as a freshman, I'm going to immediately key in on those skills and then I'm going to swing back, take a look at what's in what my environment entails. And I'm going to see where I can engage that I can develop it. Now, can I get to a mastery level? Probably not, but can I get to a point where I have had an experience where I can talk about it and I can compare it to where I've developed from and where I'm going? That's about it. So a student might say to me, you know, they almost downplay their experiences, right? So, I, oh, I was vice president of Alpha Kappa Psi, but I didn't do very much. I only emailed a few people and this sort of thing. I would not. I would say I would own it and sell it. Right. I'm going to say, what did I do there and how does that relate to my maybe future job in marketing? It would be great because a marketing agency might want to hear a story of how you communicated, what words you used, how you wrote the email, unpack it a little bit to see it in the eyes through the lens of an employer. Because it's not so much that we don't want you to enjoy college at this time. It's more so that if you have that on the horizon, you are going to make better choices. And as I say, you're going to not miss out on the opportunities that have been given to you from the School of Business. Because um, we as professionals, you know, all three of us here, um, know how much work goes into all of these experiences that students can partake in. And we're wondering, 
wow, how come no one's signing up? How come no one's doing this? Well, if you have that vision for the future, you would definitely sign up. Um, a really good example is we were just talking about um, a particular student, uh, Jessica Lundgren, who just graduated. And, you know, she's taken advantage of, I say she has checked the box <laughs> in every event, every scenario, just for the sheer experience and also getting an idea to generate her skill set. So I think, and you know, she's landed a wonderful position now as a graduate student and, and, and it wasn't easy, you know, job search is never easy, but she was able to talk about herself in relation to two things, what she did on campus and what's for the future. Right. So when you're looking at many of the things to go back to your question, and when you're looking at many of the things on campus, you ask yourself, did I research some of the opportunities, or I should say, did I research some of the skill set that's a possible goal for me? Did I unpack that job description, right? Because it's perfectly free to go on Handshake and search finance roles or finance internships or um, healthcare internships. So you don't have to apply for them. You can just read them and write down a few skills and then go to see like from the launch emails, we've done a really good job of really organizing how things in sort of buckets of ideas, all of these ways, little bells should go off for you and saying, this is a good opportunity for me outside the classroom. Kelly, while you were talking about how stu sometimes students sell themselves short. <laughs> I think like that's so important to come back to because as you were talking, I thought of this particular student who was a marketing major who asked me to give his resume a, one a once over before he submitted it for something. And I'm, I'm not the expert, you know, on campus on resumes, but uh, you know, I'm happy to look it over, give him a little bit of feedback. And I knew just from having an advising relationship with this student that he is a musician and he produces his okay. own music and he runs his own social media and he uses all sorts of like Adobe products, Spotify analytics, you know, he, and he has a huge social media presence and none of that was reflected on his resume. And, and I was like, do you have any idea the skills that you already have? Like you don't even have to go out and search for more like necessarily because right. you have so much right. like you're so, not putting your best foot forward. Right. Um, like these companies want to know that you, you can use these Adobe products and use analytics and you know how to reach audiences on social media. That's all incredibly important stuff, especially for a future marketing professional. Mm -hmm. So right on, yeah, I just, yeah, I just absolutely. wanted to return to that because sometimes students, yeah. like, think yes. like they need to think more a little bit more critically like in a good way about the experiences that they've already had um, and how they can put their best foot forward with those and i would also just add that this is a way you know we we're obviously you know having this conversation and really focusing more on our current business students but this is also an area where we can show other students from different majors that if you've got these skill sets you can still get a career in business whether oh, you're in the school point. of business right. or not right so yeah. you know not everyone's going to come to the school of business just, just right. as the way it is but you know you have these opportunities out there where you can still create careers careers in business for yourself depending on the skill set that you can kind of promote yourself forward with right because it's all about the skills See, when a company, there's a couple of key facts that are happening here. Like when you're having that conversation with that student, Kayla, see, the only difference between you and that student is that you've worked in the workplace and you have an understanding of what's happening. 
So to sort of step into the workplace through an internship or through research or through doing little micro internships, you know, through Parker Dewey or something like that kind of dabbles. You get to sort of put your toe in the water in terms of understanding the workplace. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, problem solving is really important. And you know what? I'm great at that. You know, there's a couple of key factors that I always say in career class, which is companies know how old you are. (laughs) They do. Company know, companies come to campus and they know that you've chosen a major that you may or may not like. They don't care <laughs> about your major, okay? So anytime we always, they know that you don't have limited, they, that you have limited experience. And I think often students feel that sort of shamefulness around that, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I just had a pizza delivery job. Okay, that is problem solving, that's customer service. You have to remember that they're looking for the skills. They're not looking, they're not judging your job. They're judging what you sort of took out of it. What did you gain? And like we always say, what is, where are you going and what's in it for them? Right? So the same thing is true with, with the campus. When they're wondering, you know, they're talking to a senior for a full-time job or an internship opportunity and they're interviewing you, they're asking you, what did you do on campus? They, they technically have heard the same answer a hundred times. Oh, I joined finance society or I joined marketing society right. or I'm part of Alpha Kappa Psi. Yeah, that's not what they want to hear. They want to hear what did you take from it and what's in it for them. So if you answer, yes, I'm part of the um, uh, accounting society, you might just say that. But instead you say, I was in the accounting society. I took a leadership role. In this leadership role, I did this and I gained this skill, which is important for you. Meaning you've done the research and you understand what's coming for, this, for the, the company. You understand what they want because business is business. They don't know what your major is or anything. I imagine it would be even more impactful for a student to be like, I was a vice president of the outing club and I ran my weekly meetings and did marketing and, and so on and so forth, as opposed to like maybe being a passive member of a business organization that really just went once a week and kind of consumed content. Um, Kelly, do you have any feedback from students or any, any stories you can share about like how job shadowing or out, like Jose said, kind of outside of a traditional nine to five internship, like, how any of those types of things have, have helped students build skills? Right. I think, well, first, you know, getting, having a student get familiar with the, these sort of buzzwords that are out there, micro <laughs> jobs, shadowing, you know, you're like, what is this? You know, <laughs> I, you know, what's in it for me? You know, and I, and I get it. Is this going to be painful or what, you know? And I think again, without the research of knowing where you're headed, mm-hmm. you will begin to see the reasoning behind, you know, no one says to you in high school, oh, yes, it's so important that you take, uh, you know, AP classes, right? (laughs) You know, oh, gee, that sounds like fun, you know, but yet the point is, is because where you're headed is interested in those AP classes, right? Which is college. So I think knowing the vocab around an internship, um, micro internship, all of those things are really important. John Shadowing, I think, I don't mean to date myself, but I think that in today's world, it's going to be difficult to do job shadowing. I think people, job shadowing in my eyes is that you spend week, could be two weeks with someone at their workplace, watching what they're doing, 
I don't think that's going to go forward right at the moment due to COVID and whatnot. I, I don't see it happening. Now, what does that mean? Can you still interview someone? Yes, you could interview someone. You could talk with them. You could do an informational interview, which to me is, is the golden ticket informational interview, which you learn in 3005. Those types of things can sort of replace job shadowing, but some of the other things can be case competitions. Those are real problem-solving scenarios that are real business. And you demonstrating your skill set and almost identifying your skill set. I mean, this is such a safe place to do this. This is such a safe place to be part of a team and Target does a case study and you learn something and you realize you're a great presenter. I mean, these kind of realizations is really what you're supposed to be doing in college. So taking that sort of brave step, that fearlessness to sort of do these things and sign up for them is important. So another one would be the micro internships, which we work with a company called Parker Dewey uh, that administers uh, all over the country. There is a ton of small projects. So a micro internship is actually a small project, two hours, four hours, Excuse me. Six and they're paid. They're Parker doing. They're paid. Average twenty dollars an hour, and as you will see in some of the examples that we're going to put out, um, students have gotten full-time internships from them because they've demonstrated their work. They've done really well. They got paid. It's terrific. So they've established that they get to put that on their resume, which is really awesome. And I think there are other things like service learning is another one. Mm -hmm. um, those are not paid, but yet at the same time, there's multiple projects coming up that we're going to be talking about and launch soon about where you can help some companies in Hartford, particularly if you have a second language. There's a huge project in helping a small business in Hartford where you could do a couple hours a week or something like that. Just, you know, you monitor your time. What an incredible thing to put on your resume. Then if someone asks you in an interview, what have you done in this area? You could really differentiate yourself by telling the story. So I think, I think students really just need to see it through the lens of a employer. So you know, if you look at all the things that are happening and really just, sit, I always say, sit down, take a look at launch, take a look at all the things that are happening, see what might fit into your daily life or your, you know, academic schedule, whatever it is that you can say, I can have three or four hours. What can I do? Yeah. I just, I don't want to monopolize because I know Jose has some more questions, for oh, me, but sure. I just wanted to mention to students who are listening also that there are a number of opportunities all over the UConn campuses where you can build skills, like all sorts of opportunities to be mentors, maybe through the, the cultural centers or through like the major experience, which is a part of the Academic Center for Exploratory mm -hmm. Students. They seek, um, I forgot what they're called, Jose. They're also mentors, I believe. They're just called mentors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and like, like student employment, um, work study, Yep, what, job X. One, job of the, one of the things that I was also thinking about is CCEI, which is oh, yeah. uh, entrepreneurship and innovation. And so, you know, there's stuff like Get Seated and you don't have to have the idea yourself. They're always looking for potential team members to join them as well. So, you know, it, it's especially if you're a school of business student, you know, and you want to get involved in like these entrepreneurship ideas, they're, they're always looking for potential people to meet, meet up and, and group with them as well. And there's a lot of funding available for that too. 
Yes, and the Worth Institute is another opportunity as well. That's where Get Seated is, but they also have a mentorship program for entrepreneurs. So I, I saw a student last spring be mentored by an entrepreneur from New York City. He's an alum. She was matched with him. The incredible work that the two of them did over two or three months, getting to know each other. And this gentleman made so many inroads for her. Unbelievable. I couldn't even, I couldn't even describe it myself. He, he had known so many people. He had met major connections in New York City. She had some things. She had some ideas on what she wanted to be doing, working for a startup. He introduced her to people. I mean, it was beyond. So I think, you know, you've got quality people who are running these programs. And I think the beauty of UConn is that you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, it's not a small campus. There's so much going on that you can't even keep track of it all. So I, I know it's, we've touched base on it quite a few times as we go along, you know, because we were, you know, I think one of the, the overarching messages that you've kind of given out, Kelly, is, you know, thinking of the future and how these experiences are going to shape that future and when, what, what you're going to do when and stuff like that. And so, you know, students are always asking us, when should I start doing X? When should I start doing this? And I, I know on my own end, I usually tell students the sooner rather, rather than later, you know, it's my own thing that I always tell students is the worst that there's someone's going to say is no. Right. And so, you know, put yourself out there, find these opportunities for yourself. If, if you know what you want to do, kind of start, start to search for yourself and, and see what's out there. But, you know, please tell us what, what kind of advice you give. To um, yeah. I think my question, I, I think my advice would be that, you know, not to, not to wait till, you know, because I think, you know, oftentimes a student will say to me if they come in and they say, well, I understand this person already knows what they want to do. You know, accounting students are very focused, right? They kind of know right at the beginning what they want to be doing. They want to work for the big four. That is not true for, I would say, 80% of students. Um, the, the pathway is yours. So I think the, the, the thought process should be don't wait to join one of these things because you don't know. This will help you to know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a student might say to me, well, I'm not going to join a case competition or a club because I'm not sure I want to be a finance major. I would say that's a 100% reason to do those things because that's going to help you being engaged in activities is not only going to help you see your own skill set, see your own strengths, see what you like, what you dislike, because then when you reach the software year, you come to the class, I'm going to be asking you those questions. You know, what are your values? What companies are important to you? What are your target companies? When I start to ask you those questions, I'm going to hope that you did some of this exploration as a freshman. So, you know, I've had students, I had a student one time, two weeks into school came and met with me. And we talked about all the ways they could engage. And um, there's an incredible book called Super Qualified. And that is utilizing all the things on campus so that by the time you're ready to look for that internship or job, you are super qualified. And that's how, whether you read the book or not, that's what we're telling you here. Yeah. So I would say, you know, two weeks into school, not a bad thing. You know, if you're, if you're trying to negotiate your time and your study skills and all of that, please do that first as our advisors are sitting right here looking at me like, <laughs> hey, that's cool. But you at know. least like take a stroll around the involvement. Yeah. Here, you know? Read. here yeah. we go. Ready for this? It's like yep. this 
Well, I think it's it's another thing that we've talked about often is these experiences, these opportunities that are out there for students, and it's really up to them to be able to engage themselves. You yeah. know, when I, when I used to be in high school or even teaching at a community college, I'd often tell students, I need you to ask me these questions. I need you to, you know, find these things and, and do them because I can't read minds. I can't, I'm going to put out these opportunities for you, but you've got to make sure that you're taking advantage of them as they're there. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and this goes back to what we're always talking about in the School of Business is that the our students can shape their own experiences at UConn, you know. So it's 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 really up to them how they can take advantage of these opportunities. So read the emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that again? Read your emails, right? We're not. I mean, we didn't just fall off a turnip truck here. We <laughs> we we, um, we know what we're doing. We we structure the launch in a way that's that's easy to comprehend in regards to topic buckets. You know, when, you, when you're thinking about maybe you'd like to be a mentee or you'd like some assistance about job search or that kind of thing, read the emails we provide for you because the answer will be there. The answer will be there. And then you should have that bravery, that fearlessness to say, you know what, I'm going to try it just for the sake of trying it. Because sometimes I have fully believed that sometimes the things that you don't try or the things that you try and don't like are actually really shaping your pathway much be much better for the job search market or for your career in general 10 you know 10 uh, years down the road you know I mean doing these sort of uh, engagement opportunities are going to sort of develop your conversation about what you like what values you have what you're interested in <laughs> What is your name and your major at UConn? My name is Jacob Chamble, and I am a marketing major at the Stanford campus. And how have you been involved outside of class during your time as a marketing major at UConn? Freshman year, I was involved with the Business Connections Learning Community, the BCLC, yeah. Yeah. where I was a coordinator of the social committee. So. We ran events like movie nights, bake sales, and holiday events. We even had special events like the football game viewings. And sophomore year, I became an FYE mentor to assist a new honor student in accessing resources and navigating through UConn for their first time. Nice. And I understand that you also had an, an internship over the summer with uh, the School of Business, right? At, through the Stanford campus? Right, right. I worked with the Office of Undergraduate Advising. My supervisor was Allison Lerman, yeah. and we helped to make a series of publications to help students transition back into in-person learning. So they focused on different aspects of professional development, academic excellence, and it showcased some of the opportunities for school business students to take advantage of. I also worked to create an interactive 360 degree photo of the Stanford campus that shows some of the opportunities and programs available to business students. Yeah, that's great. Now you, you had some great experiences, I assume, through the Business Connections Learning Community, through this internship that you had with the School of Business. Can you speak a little bit about the types of skills that you developed through those roles and how you think they would um, benefit you or serve you in pursuit of your professional goals for after graduation? 
Definitely. I One of the main skills that I was able to work on during my time working with BCLC in this micro internship were communication skills. Um, being virtual, it's definitely a huge focal point where you have to communicate in a clear and organized matter. Mm-hmm. So you're able to convey your ideas and receive and accept feedback from your supervisors. Yeah. And we were able to learned how to inform others when needing guidance with my assigned tasks. So when I was learning during my micro internship, how to use the programs, I would have to reach out to my supervisor or to somebody in the IT department to help me learn how to use those programs. So it was definitely um, a lot of communication back and forth between me and the school. I also worked on my critical thinking skills where I was sent to summarize and interpret data. And I also worked on some leadership skills where I had to seek out and leverage diverse resources and feedback from others in order to make a decision on where my plans were going with my projects. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a lot of planning. I had to initiate meetings, manage and complete these projects um, on my own while working with my supervisor. So she would kind of meet with me a few times a week, but a lot of the time it was me going out on my own and developing these projects and just meeting with her for feedback and kind of updates as to where I was at. Through, uh, especially through your business connections learning community, you said you were the chair of the social committee, was that right? Right. Yeah, so I imagine that you had a lot of experience working on a team and- Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a matter of communicating to the members of the committee, uh, communicating their ideas back to the supervisors, uh, Kamala and um, Catherine, mm-hmm. who who ran the the BCLC at the Stanford campus. So I would communicate back and forth between them, um, and I would have to communicate with my other co-chair. Um, so we were able to plan out our ideas, and we were all in agreement as to what we were doing. Did you um, encounter any challenges through any of these roles that you know you had to overcome or like negotiate? Right. Um, with communication skills, um, they weren't my my communication skills weren't necessarily the best going into these programs. So taking the initiative to reach out to people in order to uh, get my plans where they needed to be and to get the information that I needed was certainly a challenge at first, but over time it became more and more natural to want to reach out first in order to stay on schedule with what we had planned. I think that's so important for students who are listening to understand is like, sometimes I think students put this pressure on themselves to like be too perfect or like they have to be ready on a certain level to take on a leadership role or maybe in a student organization, be a part of, of the e-board, but those positions are there to help you develop as a person. Right. Like you're not expecting perfection. You're there to learn and to learn how to work with other people. So I love that you acknowledge that. I think it's helpful for students to hear. Um, what are your professional and or educational goals for after graduation? My plans are to hopefully pursue my master's in business analytics and project management down at the Stanford campus and getting that master's degree. I hope to start my career in Stanford due to its many different uh, industry opportunities and the different fortune 500 companies they actually have down in Stanford. It's a really nice place to start your career because of all the options available and the different companies that partner with the school in order to 
get students interested in perhaps applying for them or learning more about how they can work with these companies? So are you looking to work in like the field of analytics and? Right. I, right now I'm pursuing marketing, but my career can lead me into a, a multiple different areas like analytics, advertising, management. And I can, I feel like I can see so clearly how some of those skills that you described, how well they're going to serve you in your graduate program, while you're searching for jobs post-grad, and while you're starting out in the career field as well, like those negotiation and communication skills that you described, they're going to help you across all industries, no matter where you end up. And that teamwork is super important, especially in graduate school. Like there's often courses that you take in graduate school where it's like one big group project the whole semester long and you, and you really need to have those good communication negotiation and teamwork skills some of those soft skills that that really help be successful you know right um so so speaking about the internship opportunity at UConn because I want to give students like some really tangible takeaways from our conversation how did you find out about that internship opportunity with the school of business so students other students know where to look for similar opportunities so I was approached by my advisor originally to apply for this position. Um, me and my advisor worked to kind of plan opportunities for me during the summer, but the emails that were sent out by UConn did include many different internship opportunities and areas for professional growth. It's, it's just a matter of going through them and actually finding something you may be perhaps interested in because this particular internship was focused on marketing and developing a, a campaign for students to help them in different areas of professional and academic development. So that's what piqued my interest in applying and the opportunity to provide a valuable service to the students. But the UConn emails offer a wide variety of different opportunities, whether it's in assisting students doing independent research or working with staff members. Um, there's a ton of opportunities in the emails. Yeah, I, I feel like students get so many emails from UConn and from outside of UConn, and it's really like a skill that you have to hone to be able to organize and manage these, those emails and like, you know, find the takeaways and find the good stuff that you need in there. Right. Part of my internship was actually writing a series of publications that will be sent out this fall and it's meant to highlight some of those opportunities that are available to students. So whether it's in the career development area, the um, opportunities provided by launch, or just the global business programs for students who want to get a, an abroad experience. Yeah. Uh, part of my job was to find some opportunities in those different areas and put them into a, a small and clear publication for students to look at with uh, clear calls to action and links for them to sign up or learn more about those opportunities. So learning like what grabs people's attention and like put, putting the right balance of information where they get a feel for what you're explaining, but it's not too wordy and right. overwhelming. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any tips for your other students who are looking to build professional skill sets who maybe don't want that traditional nine to five internship or or just maybe want to think outside of the box for ways that they can build their professional skills. Right. Uh, the UConn Career Development Office offers many opportunities for both professional growth and development as well as academic. 
they also have different internship opportunities with Parker Dewey, where you could spend oh, a the few micro weeks. internships. Yep. Right. You could spend a few weeks working with this company, doing something small like uh, email campaigns, social media management, and it allows you to gain exposure while at the same time gaining valuable experience and insights as to what these sort of entry level jobs could provide and what they offer to these students. And the office of uh, the Center for Career Development offers different, you know, resume critiques, interview uh, mock-ups and different uh, career coaching opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if you want to meet with a career development professional, they'll help you, whether it's job searching, LinkedIn profile building, resume, cover letter, editing, they, um, they can help you in almost every aspect of professional development. So it's definitely worth checking out if you're looking to start building skills for your future career. Right. That's great. Well, thanks, Jake. I, I really appreciate your time and like your insight and just sharing your experience. So other students, I think other students like to hear what, what their peers are doing and get some ideas of ways that they can be engaged that maybe they hadn't thought of before. So I appreciate it. I really had a great experience at Parker Dewey, and I recommend checking it out when and if you have the chance. My experience with Parker Dewey started off with a micro-internship in which I just completed a small project. After working with the CEO and completing the project, the company actually offered me a full-time position as an intern. I worked for two semesters while at UConn. I ended up doing social media work for them, as well as some videography and some video production. I even got to work for them a little bit into the summer before my full-time job started. The best thing about my experience is that I got to work remotely and on my own time, so I was able to balance the internship with school and outside activities. And it was extremely manageable because I even got to make my own hours. I highly suggest checking this app out and, I, and applying to some of the internships because some of the business connections will definitely last you a lifetime. Hi, I'm Jessica and I'm a recent graduate from the School of Business who majored in marketing and had a concentration in professional sales leadership. I want to tell you why Parker Dewey is so important and a great tool that you should utilize in your job search. Through Parker Dewey, I was introduced to Signature Healthcare Services, which is a behavioral healthcare company that I've now completed two micro-internships at. In these micro-internships, I developed my analytical, creative, and market research skills while working with a mentor that encouraged and supported me. She's also helped me with my job search and overall developed my real-world industry experience through these experiences. I really recommend it to anyone looking to gain more experience and I suggest you be persistent, check often, and you will win.